Tracy, welcome back to the Weekly Trusted Visions podcast. Um, we are in the sand dunes, which I don't know if you've ever sand sledded, but it's an awesome experience. And it's not its not very dangerous. So you tumble, you do get quite a bit of sand, but it's a fun time if you've never tried it. So I love it. Tracy, I'm excited for this week's topic. Last week and this month, we're covering trends in the industry and red flags. And last week, we talked about the broker-dealer consolidation and how that's continuing this week, and this has been a hot topic throughout this entire year, is historically speaking, we've seen record high transition money being thrown out there. And we get a lot of clients that ask us why and how long is this going to last? So this week, that's what we're going to dive into is the trends and red flags or things to look out for as it pertains to transition dollars. And and so, Stacey, if you can start by talking about, like you did last week, the trends over the last 20 years of transition dollars and where that's at today and how long you think that's going to be sustained at, at these record highs. And then I'll cover kind of the things to look out for or be cautious of when exploring those transition packages. That sounds great. Thanks, Jeremy. And beautiful background. Um, Thank you. Sand sledding sounds amazing. I think we need some uh, video or something from you. Um, anyways, I, I got that could some. be humorous. That'd be great. Well, um, yes, as far as trends go in the transition assistance area, uh, 20 years. Well, when I started in recruiting and business development, we really didn't have forgivable loans that were paid out. Um, And that's a little mind blowing today, given some of the numbers, but advisors moved and you might get a credit towards your licensing, towards your state fees, maybe towards technology. Um, You know, that's, that's a whole nother, what did repapering look like back then too, you know, but uh, 20 years ago, we just didn't really see much of the the money being paid out. And through the years that's changed, um, we'd start to see, oh, we'll give you 5% for some of your costs or your downtime, maybe 10%. A um, few years later, it kept cre- creeping up to maybe 20 or 30%. And oh my goodness, a few crazy firms out there were paying close to 40%. I mean, that that was unheard of. And how are they doing this? And where is that money coming from, right? It's very suspicious. Now, today, we're seeing firms in the independent space, right? Not necessarily wirehouse space. We're not touching on that. But the independent space And we've seen some offices, if they have maybe low fees on their assets under management, they could be qualifying for a forgivable loan over 100% of their um, gross gross production over the last 12 months. It is crazy. I mean, it's it's just unheard of money from at least my experience. And it does make an advisor look twice. You know, if if it could be life changing money for their business uh, to get that capital infusion, not selling their book, not giving up ownership at that at that point. Now, with some of those increases in transition monies, it, it is hard to ignore, but it's also putting some real pressure on other firms that you know, don't necessarily have the capital to pay that out for transition dollars. And so you've got some really high quality, great firms out there that may not pay paying out that money. Um, And as we work with offices, you know, that's something we've got to constantly be looking at. Okay, yes, you have the check over here. Yes, the pricing is set up. But don't forget about these other great broker dealers that they may not be matching that. They may not have the capital to do that, but they're still good quality firms out there. So sometimes you're going to see quite a bit of a gap in offers, and you can probably explain that away, some by ownership, size, and scale. So 
we'll help you kind of sort through that and what your priorities are in regards to if you should take advantage of those high paying checks or not. But Jeremy, sometimes those high paying checks come with a little bit of strings attached. Um, So what are some red flags that advisors should be looking for if they're going to take the money, whether it's the highest check or the lowest check? You know, how how are firms structuring that these days and and how do you make sure that you're not mm, blindsided by surprise in that process? Yeah, and I would love to cover that, Stacey. I would start by saying great points there. And it, it, it's crazy to think 23 years ago that the, when I was with the firm, we were offering, hey, we'll cover your licensing fees and you maybe three months of technology fees to, to be where we're at today. And to our audience and to your point, Stacey, it's not all about the money by any means, nor should it be. You got to you know, look at firms that are you putting yourself in a better position for the future, whether that's technology, whether that's stability. And if the check comes with it, that's great. I, I would also point out, you know, these historic high transition packages, they're not going to stay around forever. I mean, I, I would see over the next 12, 24, maybe 36 months that we're seeing these higher transition packages because interest rates are high, which broker dealers are making more money. And to your point, Stacey, it's really just a race to scale with a lot of these broker dealers. But to answer your question, Stacey, you know, some red flags are things to look at look out for is first and foremost, when we first started, a lot of the times these transition notes were tied to production terms. Now keep in mind, a lot of that went away where these 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 transition notes are now tied to time versus production. However, one red flag there is, and make sure you read through the fine print, because again, not taking away from any recruiters out there. You know, a lot of times the corporate recruiters tell you all the good stuff, but don't tell you the fine print. And, and so some things to look out for on that, even though it's not tied to production, those notes can become callable if you don't maintain a certain production level and or your asset level. So make sure that that's not in there. The second thing is the term of the note is, you know, when we first started, it was typically a three or five year note. Now you're seeing seven and 10 year notes. And that's okay because the break even of the broker dealer is a lot longer. But you want to make sure that you know and understand the timing of that note. Because if you're planning to sell your practice in the next two to three years, is that note transferable to the new owner of that without consequence? Is there, does that note become immediately callable? Things to look out for on that side of it. The other thing that I think is often overlooked is, is there a prepayment penalty and or is there interest on that note that you're receiving? Now, when I say interest, it's not like you're paying the broker dealer back anything, but a lot of broker dealers because of DOL and Reg BI and all that, you know, have put in what they call phantom interest, where again, you're not paying the broker dealer that interest back, but what happens is each year, if you're getting $100,000 forgiven, there's also a phantom interest of prime plus two, which interest rates are high right now. So that could be as high as 14, 15%. It's not a huge deal, but you got to count on that tax consequence for that phantom interest that's being applied to the, the amount that's being forgiven. And I, I can't stress this enough to our audience, not saying that any of you aren't very smart and intelligent, but your focus is on your practice and serving your clients. This is where a firm like Trusted Visions really comes in to help you understand the nuances you wouldn't even think of. I mean, when you think of interest, okay, I didn't know it was interest. I thought it was a forgivable loan. Well, are you really reading through that 15-page promissory note to dot all the I's and cross all the T's? 
So those would be some things that I would certainly look out for. Like you said, Stacey, it's not all about the money, but these offers are life-changing. Um, and, and it's worth at least exploring. What I tell a lot of our clients, Stacey, is, is let's get an offer and let's look at technology and the efficiencies of doing business. And while the offer is great, if you can get to a better spot technologically and efficiently, efficiently wise, the money is just the cherry on top. Um, the last thing I would mention from a red flag standpoint is you see a lot of these broker dealers offering substantial retention packages to keep you there long after you've been acquired. That's great. It's great to get free money where you're not having to do anything to move. But I use the analogy of going back to the wirehouse side when they did deferred comp understand that those are golden handcuffs that you're going to go through whatever pain points that they're going to go through over the next three, five, seven years. And a lot of our clients say, well, I'll just put the money in a bank account. My, my rebuttal to that is, okay, if you're netting $600,000 a year after your fees and paying the broker dealer and someone gives you a million dollars, are you really, really going to put all that money away? Or are you going to spend a hundred grand here, hundred grand there and it's okay if you take the retention money, just make sure that you understand you're going to go through whatever pain they're, they're going to put you through, whatever changes they're going to make. And broker dealers don't offer that high of retention packages just because. I mean, you've never seen it in my 23-year career. And there's a reason they're doing it. And it's because they realize it's extremely it's going to be extremely bumpy to go through that process. So to our audience, I hope you found some informative information here. We'd love to have a conversation about what's being offered out there, the pros and cons. Stacy, as always, your contact information. Yeah, you can reach me at 641-919-6722 in my email is stacy.martin at trustedvisions.com. And for me, info at trustedvisions.com, or you can call or text me 480-430-5012. Hope everybody has a blessed week and look forward to speaking with you next week.